The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Bart Walker. Hey, good morning to you. Beautiful day out. We're just going to have a ball today, and we're uh, visiting with Erin Keogh Rankins at Rosa Care. Hey, Erin. Good, good morning. morning, Bart. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us. Thank today. you. It's always a pleasure being here and being in your company. This is Senior Moments, and if you are a senior or if you're a caregiver or a senior or if your parents are seniors, we're here to help you this morning. And you have a special guest this morning. Yes, I absolutely do. And, you know, Bart, even though we're at the end of April, April is known as Parkinson's Awareness Month. And even though it's April, I say every month is Parkinson's Awareness Month, right? And um, so with that, I brought in a special guest this morning. His name is Ron Ream. And um, for those of you that don't or are not familiar with Parkinson's, I just I'll give a, a, a brief overview as far as what that actual disease is. And it's a disorder of the central nervous system that affects movement, often including tremors. And um, it is a chronic disease, and it can last anywhere for years or a lifetime. Um, and there are various treatments that can help, but it cannot be cured. But one of the wonderful treatments, I say it's a treatment, is really support. Support groups that are offered for individuals with par- people with Parkinson's as well as their care partners. And uh, Ron has graciously agreed to come in this morning and share with us his personal experience uh, being a spouse. He's a care partner. But also, he's an incredible facilitator of a support group here in Murfreesboro. So, Ron, take it away, brother. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, thanks for inviting me to come so we could talk about our support group and about Parkinson's. Um, you know, it's really, um, uh, you know, we were earlier talking about what happens when people get a diagnosis. Mm-hmm for Parkinson's. And the first thing uh, they want to do is go into hiding. Right. They don't want anybody to know. And uh, that's probably the worst thing they can do. But um, what they find out is that they can take their medicine and it uh, hides the symptoms. Right. They have tremors, that type of thing. Right. And so uh, typically that's what uh, uh, someone that's diagnosed will do. They'll keep it to themselves initially. Um, and that's what happened to you know my wife and I when she got her diagnosis in 2016, and uh, we had to decide uh, if we were going to tell mm. people, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately for us, we got good advice from uh, the doctor and the neurologist, a movement disorder neurologist, uh, Dr. Davis, told us <clears throat> to do three things. First, take the medic medicine on time. That's really critical for Parkinson's patients. Second, get involved in a support group and get involved in uh, something called rock steady boxing. Yes. So three different things that will, will make your life better as a Parkinson patient. And so we did that. And uh, from the very beginning when we um, initially, my wife was still working. And so um, she was working at Vanderbilt. <clears throat> and But she got involved in the 
in the Rocksteady Boxing right away. And all our friends in Rocksteady Boxing said, you got to get involved in a support group. So I started going to the meetings for the support group, and I found it to be uh, very engaging. And it also uh, helped us decide that we needed to tell people. What is Rocksteady Boxing, by the way? Rocksteady Boxing <clears throat> is a... Um, is an exercise program that's designed specifically for Parkinson's patients. Okay. And this was developed, uh, actually, um, Muhammad Ali had Parkinson's, and it was developed some of these techniques that boxers use, especially that have to do with balance. Mm -hmm. It's really important. And the exercise for the legs to help with balance. And so uh, <laughs> my, my wife now, having been involved in rock state boxing since 2016, she has rock legs. I, I mean, it. they are just solid as a rock, really. And, and um, balance is a big thing. And so being able to practice that on a regular basis, she goes three times a week. And um, anyway, uh, so a, a really important part of um, uh, life skills as far as Parkinson's patients are concerned. And we found it to be uh, the people that get involved in the Rock City Boxing um, absolutely are dedicated to it because they realize they feel different. And this is, uh, it's been shown that people that get involved in exercise do better. Their life skills continue to be better. Uh, their quality of life is better because right. of the exercise. Um, one guy in particular, if you'll allow and indulge me a second to talk about this, but um, I met this guy at a, at a um, at Vanderbilt. We went to a meeting that has to do with um, you know the Parkinson support. And um, anyway, I was standing in the back of the room. I initially came in, and there was a guy named Pete standing back there. And Pete was standing by a table. There were some goodies on the table. So I asked Pete. I said, uh, "Well." about you know their experience and who brought the food and he said well we brought the food this time the next meeting somebody else will probably so i i said well i'll volunteer to bring you know food every once in a while if you want he goes great and then this old guy stan shuffles in the door and uh boy he was looked like he's in bad shape so uh, he introduced me to stan and pete goes hey stan ron here said he's going to provide all the food from now on for all of our meetings <laughs> so i knew i liked pete right away well stan i saw again when we went to um the rocksteady boxing uh gym for the first time to see what it was about and the last guy to come into the the uh, session was stan he shuffled in and i and i thought this guy can't do anything he's shuffling in and i thought there's no way he can work out. When they turned on the music, he turned into a 20-year-old. Love it. He he was doing regular push-ups, not from the knees, not against the wall, but he was going doing all these mm -hmm. exercises. Well, his story, three years before, he was sitting in a chair and he couldn't do anything. He was It was like he was rigid and he couldn't move. So someone talked him into starting into the program just move his legs first while he's sitting in a chair 
and other things and and right. before you know it he's living life again right. you build up your strength yeah. right and your stamina yeah and you know bart as far as with parkinson's you know it's this it's this move a movement disorder and so stiffness is seems to be one of those um you know situations it's one of the symptoms and so they say from a, a research standpoint and I love this. Motion is lotion. lotion. <laughs> motion <laughs> is lotion. Yeah. And so we all know that exercise, we all know the benefits of it, but especially for individuals with Parkinson's, um, the rock steady boxing absolutely has proven yes. in more ways than one to really help not only the physical, but also the emotional and the mental and the relational aspect. Absolutely. And so, yes, yeah, so that's offered here in the Murfreesboro area as far yeah. as, and then also in, in Franklin and in the Nashville area. But as far as the support group, Ron, what, what benefit have you seen? I know that you had said, wow. So after Sharon, uh, and I attended, we really recognize the importance for us to share our story and let let others know we're living with Parkinson's, right? Right. Um, we have Parkinson's, but by George, it doesn't have us. So can you tell us what, for you personally, what has been the benefit for you? Well, um, if, I could, if I could share sure. initially, um, you know, Sharon was working out with uh, <clears throat> other people that were trying to encourage her to go to the meetings. So mm-hmm. she was still working at the time. So I went to the first three meetings, and we finally got her to a meeting. And so um, anyway, uh, my Sharon, if you ask her uh, her opinion, she will give it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it may be brutal. But anyway, after the meeting, uh, one of the guys that was had been encouraging her for months made a beeline to her and said, Well, Sharon, what did you think? And she goes, I don't think you want to know. And he goes, what? She goes, I don't think you want to know. I don't think I want to be here. And he, ha- he got this big smile on his face, and he goes, I know exactly what you mean. My first meeting, I couldn't get in my car fast enough. I drove away right. speeding, and I just went straight home, and I didn't want to have nothing to do with this. And he said, when I got home that night, I was thinking about it, and, and I realized that this is exactly where I need to be. That was the right thing to say to her. Yes. Because that is where you need to be. You need to be where someone knows the language. They get it. I don't have Parkinson's, so I don't know the language. Right. She's around other people now that understands when she says she's having an off day, and they know what she means. And so all these little things that other people have been dealing with that she's just now being exposed to, she's learning how to deal with those things. So that exchange of information, that's the magic that's really important at a support group. When there's exchange between people that are going through the same thing. Right. So important. What about as far as the support group for you as a care partner? So with the support group, is it divided where you have the care partners in one group and then oh, no. people with Parkinson's <laughs> in the other group? How, yeah. how, what's the setup like? Okay, well... <clears throat> Uh, at our meetings, what we do is everyone, care partners and people with Parsons come together and typically we'll have a speaker. Usually we have a little social time first, the first 10 minutes. Then we have a speaker that is going to address uh, a Parkinson's related, you know, um, subject. And then uh, normally what we do is we have a little community stuff where we, we have this segment we call Get to Know You. So we have a lot of fun with that. And then we have uh, sessions where we sit down at small groups, like four or five at a table, 
and we discuss certain topics. It may be what the speaker had talked about, the guest speaker, uh, but we have an opportunity to exchange information. And then usually we have some announcements and uh, you know, looking forward to our next meeting. But then we also have um, separate groups that we call share groups. And um, the share groups uh, get together to discuss issues with them. And, and um, when we were, in, uh, we were over in the, the Franklin group for about uh, five years, and one of the things that we learned over there was that um, share groups are really important because that's the exchange of information takes place. Uh, and typically, they would break down into those care partners in one group and, uh, you know, the people with Parkinson's in another group. Right. But recently, we decided to do it differently. And what we decided to do was to put guys in one group and gals in another group and mix the persons with Parkinson's with the care partners. And we are loving that. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're learning a lot about one another. And um, I know that uh, the first time we did a um, persons with Parkinson's in one group and care partners in another group, mixing guys and gals together, the gals tend to not want to talk. And uh, I've been in a group where there were nine women and me. Right. And I didn't want to say anything either. Mm-hmm. So, so now we've found that um, sharing uh, by gender is really a good thing. We're learning a lot about, you know, the challenge of the, of the you know, the other group. Right. The person with Parkinson's and the care partners. Right. So anyway, it's been, it's, it's very helpful. Very helpful. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, Let's say you're listening right now and you have recently been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. You haven't joined any group. You haven't done anything. And you're sitting there wondering, what should I do? Uh, And and, and you're thinking, I don't feel bad right now. Uh, You've had a few of the symptoms that uh, Aaron has talked about. What, What would you tell that person who's listening for the first time and I know that I've seen friends who have had Parkinson's miraculously. I don't see any uh, changes in them four, five, six years later. I see them regularly. They sure. still. Has there been some new way to slow this down? Uh, outside of exercise. Uh, exercise is the secret. That's about the only thing because um, wow. the, the, the treatment is um, uh, the levodopa that um, you know, actually was developed back in the 60s. And so there really hasn't, as far as uh, products available, there really hasn't been much change from that. And so um, what has changed is different ways to, you know, uh, take it, uh, which can be very important for some people. Uh, But um, as as far as uh, medicines, uh, the research continues, but uh, levodopa um, is pretty much you know, what, uh, what most Parkinson's patients take. Uh, but I would say the, the, very mo- the most important thing is do the three things that we talked about. Get involved in an exercise program, uh, make sure that uh, you, know, you take your meds on time, but get involved in a, a support group. Support groups, um, and, and I mentioned this this morning, but support groups will give you the, the, the ability to cope. And think about this. A person with Parkinson's takes their medicine uh, typically um, uh, when you're first diagnosed three times a day. When it starts to wear off, you start getting indicators. Your body tells you 
your body tells you that something is going wrong. And so you get a reminder that you have an incurable disease um, three or four times a day or five mm -hmm. times a day. It's, imagine the impact of that emotionally, the impact of that knowing that you, and you have a reminder several times a day that you have an incurable disease. And that's one of the issues with Parkinson's patients is that they have to deal with that stress and, a, and, and depression. And so being with a group that can help you cope is really important. Yes. How so, do you find the groups? It sounds like there's several around the area. Uh, well, um, there is, uh, you can go to our website. We have, you know, links, but our, is, our, our right. website is parkinsonsmurfreesboro.org. Right. Easy to find. Yeah. Right. So it's easy to, to locate. And then we have several uh, links on our website that goes to, you know, other um, uh, organizations in the area, other support groups in the area. Peterson for Parkinson's um, is kind of a uh, an organiz a big organization here that has several groups, yes. and so that's another great website to go to yeah. as well. Parkinson's Murfreesboro. Parkinson's Murfreesboro.org. I think if you, I'm sorry, I think if you just Google Parkinson's disease, mm -hmm. and then it'll it'll kind of give you a, a layout of the land, and then it'll say you know your locations you can just kind of drill down to murfreesboro and then it really drills down to you can google support groups for parkinson's where exactly you all meet what the fourth what, when do you all meet we we meet on the first friday of for, each month okay and we meet at the uh, senior center the the st Clair senior center okay and what time is the meeting at 10 o'clock 10 a.m is it considered an open meeting or a closed meeting what if someone wants to inquire how do they reach out to you uh, they just come to the meeting okay you i mean they can contact us our all of our contact information is on our website okay so uh we one of the very first things we did sharon and i were part of the support group over in franklin mm -hmm. and uh the support group here uh during covid shut down completely and so um one of the leaders of that group uh passed away as a result of covid so the remaining leader um, <clears throat> that has Parkinson's uh, asked for our help because he couldn't do it. And so we said, yeah, we'd be happy to now that we've moved here. So we started up back last May. And um, fortunately, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of support from Rocksteady Boxing, a lot of our members. Yes. Uh, you know, and so we had community right away. And so, uh, you know, we fortunately we've been able to um, – you know build and the people over at uh, the senior center have just been awesome to us they've helped us everywhere uh, every, every way possible so how really many members great. yeah how many members do you all have do you find monthly on a monthly basis we've been averaging about 30 people per wow. meeting uh, wow. and and we well you know think about this there's 7,000 people with Parkinson's in the middle Tennessee area and probably only about 500 of them are involved, or fewer than 500 are involved in support groups. So, you know, our goal this year is outreach, because we know they're out there, yes. but they're hiding. Yes. And uh, their life's gonna be much better if they're involved in a support group. So, you know, we wanna reach them. Yeah. When again, once again, when is that meeting? The uh, first Friday of each month at 10 o'clock uh, at the Senior Center. Okay, just show up, first Friday each month. Right. So we're, we're looking at next week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep, next week. And, uh, 
You know, uh, lately we have been getting referrals. We also are on Facebook. And so, um, you know, if you just Google that, you can go to the Facebook page too. And so um, some people have gotten that referral. They've, they've come yes. from the Facebook or the website. Yeah, and you, speaking of referrals, I, I definitely want to tie in the Arosa Care, Arosa team here, um, Bart, because, you know, with Arosa, we have our um, care managers and then, of course, our non-medical piece, the caregivers. And it's oftentimes you had mentioned, Ron, as far as the medication, you know, the key things as far as medication and then your support group and things of that nature and then rock steady boxing right but with arosa we also partner with neurologists you had mentioned dr davis so that's where bart that's where we receive quite a few of our referrals as well as from the neurologist and we have quite a few of our clients that are um Parkinson's have our patients with people with Parkinson's right and um, so we really walk alongside the individuals and we accompany them to medical appointments we actually um, help facilitate that conversation and navigate that terrain because it can be a little a little challenging at times and we try Mm -hmm. to connect our patients our clients with support groups with rock steady boxing i mean we're just chock full of resources and that's you had mentioned community and i love that because we're all in this together so i may personally not have parkinson's but i professionally have been impacted and know of people that um, have the disease and so what can we do as professionals assist in um, along this journey so important to do things together tell you what let's do let's pause for just a moment check on the traffic and weather we will be right back and this is your opportunity by the way if you have a question dealing with parkinson's disease why don't you text us the question they're a little easier to work with the text questions 615-893-1450. That's the number to text. 615-893-1450. We will be right back. Legacy Point Subdivision will eventually have 77 habitat homes. We were having trouble finding enough lots. Terry Schultz, who is our executive director, thought ahead and decided that we would purchase a big plot of land. When you shop at the Habitat Restore, you save money yourself and help others achieve the dream of home ownership. The Habitat Restore, 850 Mercury Boulevard. Rise and shine, it's early button time. This is Melissa Harrell, your Rutherford County Circuit Court Clerk, and it's been my honor to serve you the last eight years. I've worked hard to bring efficiency to the office, updating archaic DOS-based computer systems with a modern, less expensive program. I'm the first Circuit Court Clerk to establish online payment and comprehensive written internal controls, all which save taxpayers money. Again, I'm Melissa Harrell, and I would appreciate your vote for Circuit Court Clerk. Paid for by friends to elect Melissa Harrell, Doug Beaudry Treasurer. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. And as the weather starts to warm, our minds turn to pond season. Here at Animal City, you can find all the supplies you need for a beautiful and serene garden pond. 
If you're a pet lover, come see us at Animal City. We have 8,000 square feet of pet products and pets for you to enjoy. Come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Morning, a steady flow of traffic continues down I-24, making your way towards the Nashville area up through the Hickory Hollow area. Just busy out here where you would expect in the normal spots, uh, especially on 840. Now, all the traffic headed over towards Franklin, Williamson County. Tons of radar down through there a little bit earlier, again, as you head towards Williamson County. If you're injured in an accident, you're going to need a good attorney. You need Tillman W. Payne Attorney at Law. Check him out online, TillmanWPayneLaw.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny this afternoon, high in the upper 70s. For tonight, mostly cloudy, alone near 55. Friday, partial sunshine develops high of 80 degrees. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 47. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. I'm Ken Coleman. Join me here on News Radio WGNS weekdays live at noon as we answer your questions about your calling, passion, and talent to maximize your potential. Welcome back. This is Arosa Cares Senior Moments. And our special guest today, Ron Ream from the local. Parkinson's Disease Support Group here in Murfreesboro. He's the facilitator of the Parkinson's Disease Support Group. And of course, Aaron Keogh Rankin with Arosa Care is with us. If you have Parkinson's disease or if you've just been diagnosed with it, uh, it's probably pretty scary. Anything new is a frightening moment. The fear of the unknown will, you need to get, sounds like, with some friends with this uh, local support group and they will help you out. Also, a good place to turn is Arosa Care. They will definitely help you out, walk that road with you, and make life a whole lot easier. It's just good to have a friend by your side. Absolutely. Yeah. Power in numbers, that's for sure. Very yeah, definitely. Absolutely. During the commercial break, uh, we were, uh, I was, Ron and I were chatting about, you know, what, what is the biggest myth that you as a care partner have found um, about Parkinson's and share with us. Um, first of all, you know, um, most people think of Parkinson's, uh, if they, you know, even know the term, think about somebody um, tr- with tremors. Right. But that's not necessarily the case. And so uh, lots of people have Parkinson's that don't have tremors. My wife is an example. She has what she calls her left leg, is, she calls it her parky leg. And so uh, we first discovered that that was an issue when we'd go for a walk in the neighborhood and she would suddenly just walk in front of me hmm. uh, and kind of cut me off. Um, and then one day she, we were coming out of church services and she tripped and fell. And uh, it was the same foot all the time. It was dragging, it wasn't picking up like it should. And so um, a lot of people think that it's the tremors. That's that's right. what it is. But it's a lot of different things. It, everybody, uh, uh, every Parkinson's patient's different. You know, how to, Parkinson's affects them is different. And it also progresses at a different rate in each person. So, um, you know, that's one of the reasons that it's so important to get the diagnosis. 
And by the way, that can be difficult to do. Tell us more about that. Yeah. Um, we, we, when we first joined the uh, Parkinson's support group, we, uh, we got this feedback from others that um, the diagnosis was difficult to get. And so um, my wife, in her case, uh, she suspected it for two years. She even talked to her doctor about it. And her doctor said, uh, you know, uh, let's not try to do a self-diagnosis. Her primary care physician. Yes, her right? primary okay. care physician. She thought she had Parkinson's yes. for two years. Yes. Hmm. And, and so, and this is, a, this is common. Um, unless you get to a neurologist with um, a movement disorder neurologist, it may take a while to get the proper diagnosis, which means that you're, the patient is suffering with, uh, you know, the symptoms without help. So and you're saying then to, to really narrow or drill down, do your due diligence and your research as far as seek out a neurologist that specializes yes. in movement disorders. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Versus individuals that perhaps from a cognition standpoint, they're going to think, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's. So they're going to go to a neurologist that specializes yeah. that can test for that and that yeah. particular disease. Exactly. So there exactly. is, there are differences, right? There, there sure is. Okay. So, so that was really important for us to get the diagnosis, and um, and it is for other people because you can start treating it and seek help in the right way. Yes. You know, initially, uh, most people can deal with. Uh, those symptoms because they're fairly light, but later they really intrude in your life. You know, uh, as, as the disease progresses, it gets more and more difficult. A lot of different things occur. Uh, unusual thing that happened just a couple years ago, and uh, my wife said, my, my toes on my left foot are curling. And so she asked other people about it, and they said, "Oh, yeah, that's." You know, it's like, "Oh, everybody knows that," and she was unaware of that. So in her support group, she, you know, she got all kinds of suggestions on how to address it. And she, when we went to the doctor, to the, her neurologist, he said, "Let's change up the medicine." And so it's a constantly um, uh, making. You have to tweak it. Yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. Right? Tweaking is a good word. Mm -hmm. Constantly changing, and things can change on a daily basis. They can change, you know, month to month. But over time, it's a progressive disease, so it gets worse. So yeah. there's more that you have to deal with. Yeah. We have a text here from a listener who obviously has Parkinson's disease. Okay. And they say that uh, exercise and the community with other Parkinson's people, that is the most crucial thing. Then they brought up something pretty personal, and, and I thought I would mention this because they're asking, should you be talking about your wife's legs? And, and I'm, I keep hearing different ways that the legs are having problems. So I'm thinking, yes, it sounds important to know about the different issues dealing with yeah. your It's just not one thing. Yeah. It's a variety. Right. So Parkinson's. Yeah. Uh, impacts your legs because well, I'm thinking it's your hands mostly, right, but it's right. but legs. it's a movement disorder. Yeah, so. it's a um, dopamine obviously uh, is a uh, neurotransmitter, so it could involve any part of your body. Uh, what's important about the legs is that uh, it's important to have strong legs mm -hmm. because um, people with Parkinson's fall down. I mean, they. Is that a, a sign? Would that be a yes, warning? That, that's yes. an indicator. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So falling down. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
So being able to have good balance is really important. So having strength in your legs is really important. Mm-hmm. Wife has great legs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's rock steady. <laughs> yes, she is. That she is. <laughs> now, this rock steady boxing, that sounds like uh, one of the keys to having a, a, a enjoyable life. Sure. Well, think about this. Uh, a boxer does a lot of balance exercises. So they're bobbing and weaving. And it's also a cognitive thing. Yes. You know, uh, when you're doing exercises, one of the things that they do, and I was I, I was not aware of this before, but they actually put on the gloves. They don't hit one another, by right. the way. It's the bag. <laughs> but uh, they also have these uh, mitts. So you can work with someone that puts on a, a set of mitts and they're just like they're like holding up a plate, but they're uh, you know they're cushions. And so the boxer, the person with Rocksteady that's doing the Rocksteady boxing, punches at those plates or those pads. And you can put the pad high, you can put the pad low. But this is a cognitive exercise as well as a you know a, a coordination exercise. And so they address the cognitive part of it as well. In fact, where Sharon goes, um, uh, Stephen's uh, family gym is where she goes. And Jenna Davis, by the yes. way, is the is the instructor over there. But uh, they've helped to build a community over there. They have a little session where they, they sit around in a circle and they talk for the first um, 10, 15 minutes or so before they actually start their exercises. And this is important, building community with others. And then when they get into their exercises, you know, she'll come and go, holy cow, they really worked us out today, <laughs> you know, which is a good thing yeah. because high intensity exercise seems to be the most effective for Parkinson's patients. Sure. Well, and, and so it's, it's really been, uh, it's really been great. Right. Well, and, and even for those of us without Parkinson's, without that diagnosis, <laughs> I mean, we all know it, uh, the, um, you've heard about the runner's high right exactly. and so it, it does impact the the dopamine level because parkinson's itself is a nerve cell damage in the brain exactly. and it it causes the uh, dopamine levels uh, to drop right? right exactly and so that's what you're trying to do from an exercise standpoint you just kind of offset that or balance it or what have you exactly so you had brought in um what did you bring in to this, this morning this what kit is called an aware in care kit aware in care aware in care and what is designed this is this is from the parkinson foundation okay and this is a potentially life-saving kit all right now let me explain why there's several things that are contained inside the kit by the way it's free and we uh, distribute them through our you know our um, our group mm-hmm. but the most important thing that i see in it is a little tablet and the tablet has a sheet of instructions on how to take care of a person with Parkinson's. Okay. If you go into a hospital, there are certain things, medications that you should not have. In right. fact, they can mess you up really bad if you have right. to have Parkinson's. Right, counterindicate everything. So mm-hmm. this little sheet of paper, we can you can pull off one from the tablet, give it to the nurse that's going to take care of you, whoever is going to provide care for you. And there's instructions on there, and, and this she has uh, a list of names of, of uh, medicines that she should not get. Right. I can't even pronounce them. So if I was with my wife and I said, be sure not to give her, I couldn't even pronounce right. them, let alone remember them. Right. But with this little sheet, I can hand it to them and say, 
um, here's the instructions. Yeah. And and so let's say there's a change of your, you know, your caregiver, mm-hmm. your nurse, pull off another one and give it to the next one that's coming up. Yeah. So it's, it's really a critical. Yeah. Now, I can't tell you sheet. how mm-hmm. many uh, feedback stories we've gotten when somebody goes into a medical facility. I already said that it's it's difficult to get a pro, uh, appropriate diagnosis for Parkinson's. Well, guess what? The medical community is not really good at taking care of, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's okay. Uh, if, if you knew the numbers, it's just, it's just uh, it's, uh, really challenging when you think about uh, half of the people that have Parkinson's will not um, be uh, get their med- medications on time. Right. And some of those are going to leave the hospital with uh, challenges they didn't have before. Worse off <laughs> coming right. out than than yeah. they were when they went so, in. So this is this yeah. this. Um, by the way, every every meeting that we have, we have our um, our members bring their wear and care kit with them. That's great. And the reason we do that is so that the, it doesn't end up in a in a closet somewhere not being used. Mm-hmm. We want them at least once a month. We know that they're going to take them out. They're going to bring them to the meeting. We're going to raise them over their head and we say, okay, we're going to have a wear and care kit check right now. Yes. Because we want them to have it available whenever they're traveling, when they're in the car. We keep them in, in our car. If you end up on a vacation, you go down you know, to Florida or something and you're on your way and happen to get in an accident, I wonder if that local pharmacy is going to have your medication. Probably not. If you have it in here, you'll have some. I wonder if that local little hospital down there is going to have uh, the instructions on how to take care Mm -hmm. of you. Probably not. Yeah. You bring up so many great points because, you know, even in the best uh, case scenario, when we're attending our medical appointments, we always like to say, you know, go prepared because unfortunately with the way that the um, physician appointments are set up, you know, if you're lucky, you get 15 minutes with them. Mm -hmm. So it's great to be prepared in advance with those top three concerns or questions that you have that you want those answers when you walk out that uh, of that medical appointment. This is an incredible tool to it have. Is. Yes. It is. A wear and care kit. A wear and care It is Parkinson's potentially Foundation. a life-saving kit. So anybody that has Parkinson's, yes. I mean, whether they're part of our group or not, we'll help them get one of these if they contact okay. us. Relating back to an earlier question where a person had been falling and you'd said uh, oftentimes they're not uh, diagnosed as having Parkinson's early enough. So if they're being treated for other diseases, taking medications, and they have Parkinson's, and some of those medications are on that list, yes, uh, that could be doing damage Harm. to yes. them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and it actually says, you know, as far as the common symptoms, but then also medications that may be contraindicated in Parkinson's disease. So this is incredible, a great tool to have. It really is. And the Parkinson's Foundation, we we really support them because of what they've done. This is the best tool that's ever been developed for a Parkinson's patient that that's that's being distributed one of the thing that they're doing the Parkinson's foundation is um has a, a program right now where they're reaching out to the medical community to make them more aware of yes. uh, what they need to do as far as treating parkinson's patients mm-hmm. so it's a nationwide program they're really involved in it so we're very supportive of the parkinson's foundation you know how they have um you know if you're a diabetic you know they you know you have bracelets or what have you is there something similar yes there is for for individuals with parkinson's (laughs) exactly 
Yeah, you, in this little kit, that's one of the things they include. You can see this right here. There's several oh, there things. There is. There's okay. a oh, bracelet. Yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, there's several things in the in the kit. Great. Uh, it's Parkinson's disease alert. Yeah. I love it. Erin, yeah. tell us a little more about how Arosa Care sure. helps with Parkinson's disease. Because I've, I've got a feeling there's a, a person, well, we've already heard from one person who's brand yes. new to Parkinson's yes. and has no clue as great. to what to do. Yeah, great question. And so with Arosa, again, just um, we are the high level, we provide the high level overview um, and we advocate for that client and the client with Parkinson's. And so especially, you bring up a great point because we have clients with appropriate diseases, right? Diagnosis, literally from A to Z. And Parkinson's is one of them. However, dementia, Alzheimer's is another one. So you bring up a great point wherein we, as um, licensed care managers, go into the medical appointment with, with the client and really question, um, not challenge, but respectfully question the physician, um, the me other medical professionals to say, have you considered this? Because this is what the client we're experiencing with this client and medications. Because within the medical field, it is a team effort. And we all work with one another because again, the client is who we're advocating for and we're all trying our best but if you're going in with limited or incorrect information my goodness so that's where Arosa care that's where Arosa comes into play and so we can certainly help advocate and be a voice because as you had said Ron I mean you and Sharon you're like oh initially it's pretty commonplace for individuals they don't want people to know mm -hmm. whereas we will be your voice and we will advocate for you and and challenge where and push back where it need be. Tell you what, we have some more questions. Okay. We'll be getting to those in just a second. Stay with us. You don't want to miss any of this program. And if there's something that you heard and you want to hear it again, we are podcasting this. It'll be on our website and every major podcast site in the world. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you been getting most of your money advice from your brother-in-law? Maybe you need Dave Ramsey. The Dave Ramsey Show, 1 to 4 on WGNS, Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your spring gardening needs. We have everything you need for your garden, your lawn. We have clothing, some of the greatest gift ideas. We also have baby chicks. So please come see us for everything you need for your farm and home needs. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. This is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your spring gardening needs. By growing up in the restaurant business and being always around it, it was just something that was just second nature to me. I didn't realize the amount of work that was involved in it. I, I didn't understand and appreciate all that my parents sacrificed in order to provide for us. And now I'm very thankful and, I, and I'm very appreciative of the foundation that they laid for me so we could teach others to create what they have done to make it more of a legacy than just a passing of the torch. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. 
Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is Rutherford County's Blue Raider Station, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, WGNS, Murfreesboro. Welcome back. We are talking about Parkinson's disease this morning. Ron Ream is with us. Ron is the facilitator of the Parkinson's disease support group here in Murfreesboro. Aaron Keo Rankin is with us also from Arosa Care learning a whole lot of ways that Arosa Care can help you, especially if you have Parkinson's disease. And we have a, a listener here who's asking in particular, they said that uh, they lost their brother to ALS, which is Lou Gehrig's disease. And they say that I know how it attacks uh, and can quickly restrict and cripple the body. Are the two diseases, ALS and Parkinson's, are they related in any way? They're both neurological diseases, and so sometimes um, people want to clump those together with Alzheimer's. And um, so, and typically the reason that people want to know that is um, they're curious about whether there's a genetic component. Um, and so, you know, if uh, my mother has Parkinson's, well, I get it. Uh, the same thing happens with people with ALS or uh, Alzheimer's so there's you know there's always that question out there and uh, unfortunately they you know try to lump them together but no they're they're a different disease altogether Uh, works differently but they both are you know as far as neurologicals so there is a genetic component if if your parents or other relatives not necessarily not necessarily not not for Parkinson's it hasn't been proven no. Is there any way you can test for early diagnosis? Because I'm, I imagine like any disease, you know, the sooner they, you get it. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not as schooled on that as I ought to be. But um, I know that there, um, there, I think there does exist a test. Are you asking for um, ALS or for Parkinson's? On Parkinson's. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if there's a conclusive test. Yeah, I know with I the, the ALS you're looking at, the uh, tests typically include an MRI, right, and um, which uh, tests the nerve conduction and a series of blood tests, um, sometimes genetic tests, so on and so forth. So, yeah. And I could certainly see where, the, where um, you know, there's confusion. But there is, you know, it's kind of a commonality there as far as because with ALS, it is the nerve, right? It impacts the nerve. It does impact the movement. But as we shared earlier, that's why it's important to seek out the specialists, those individuals that specialize in that particular disease. Because you don't want to be misdiagnosed. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I remember um, uh, after two years, you know, of uh, suspecting that she had Parkinson's, my my wife uh, finally got a referral from her uh, primary primary care physician. She'd been reading about this, and uh, when we got to the um, uh, neurologist, he said, uh, "Do this," and he has her do a little exercise with her hands. She said, "Do this, do a little exercise with her feet, and then uh, walk down the hall and walk back." And that's about that how was long it. it. And he said, "What do you think it is?" 
And she said, I think I have Parkinson's. And he says, I think you're right. We're gonna give you some medication and we'll see if it clears up the symptoms. And so, and if it does, that'll be a confirmation. And that's exactly what happened. So um, being, getting to the right uh, specialist is important. A movement disorder neurologist. And I think it's fair to, to request, too, a second diagnosis or, or sure. get a, a second opinion, rather. Absolutely. Always seek out a second opinion. Yeah. I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I would encourage absolutely. that because, it, you know, the, the and the, trust me, your medical professional with the first that diagnosed it first will not take offense. To, right. It's like, absolutely, please, yes, I have no, That's I right. do not take offense. Go ahead and get a second opinion because if anything, that just ensures, yes, we are all on the same page. Well, Aaron, what, what are yes. some more of the, uh, some of the symptoms? As far as? Uh, of having Parkinson's disease. Yeah, well, again, it's just every person is different, yeah. Bart. And then as far as when it um, triggers, there are certain triggers uh, throughout the, the years. I mean, they're in, I mean, typically, typically you're looking at individuals 60 on up. But that does not mean that they cannot have starting start exhibiting symptoms much younger yeah. than that. Yes. So it really varies. Even, even in their forties. Yes. True. When in doubt, check it out. I always say that mm -hmm. across the mm -hmm. board, regardless of what's going on with you physically or emotionally. And the big thing to do is get with once you're diagnosed, get with a group who That's have right. the same disease. And the Parkinson Support Group here in Murfreesboro. When does that meet again? Uh, that's on the first Friday of each month at 10 o'clock at the uh, the uh, St. Clair Senior Center. And that address is 325 St. Clair Street, and that's here in Murfreesboro, 37130. Thank you, Aaron. You're welcome. You're <laughs> 10 o'clock, not tomorrow, but the week after. Exactly, the first, first Friday of each Friday. month. Okay. Yep, that's exactly 10 right. Yes. You don't have to call or no, just come. No, they just show up. That's show up, right? With an open mind and an open heart, a willingness to just. And you're going to have vulnerable. fun in our group. <laughs> be prepared to like have it. fun. <laughs> yeah, we have we have fun in our group. No Debbie Downers in that nah, group. No, we have a good time. Will you do a round of uh, rock steady boxing there? <laughs> you know, we have a little exercise, some five minutes of exercise that we do as part of the meeting. But uh, yeah, we always have fun. Yeah. Wow. That's got a pretty well. We are rap, running out of time rapidly. Erin, uh, for people who yes. need to get with Arosa, how yes, can they do yes, that? Yes, absolutely. Please phone us at 615-848-6774. Again, I'll repeat that, 615-848-6774. Or you can look us up on the web, Arosa, A-R-O-S-A, C-A-R-E.com, ArosaCare.com. Aaron Keo Rankin from Arosa Care, and Ron Ream, the facilitator of the Parkinson's Disease Support Group here in Murfreesboro today.